0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Beautiful Life podcast. I'm B, the host of The Crazy Beautiful Life, and I'm so pumped up that you are here joining me and listening to my podcast. The Crazy Beautiful Life is all about lifestyle, health, wellness, fitness, inspiration, motivation, organization, women's health, and so much more. But today, I'm super pumped up because today's episode is all about health, wellness, fitness. I'm also really excited because we have an amazing guest on the show today. You guys know I would never just bring anyone on the podcast. I like to bring people onto the show that are educated, experienced, know what they're talking about, you know, the no bullshit kind of people. Well, today we have the amazing, wonderful and just completely badass, Odetta Casa. Odetta is a group fitness instructor, personal trainer, nutrition coach, health and wellness influencer, and a bunch of other things based in Toronto, Canada. She has an honors bachelor's of kinesiology. She is a certified personal trainer through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. She completed her 200-hour yoga teacher training in India. She's also a level one Certified nutrition coach through Precision Nutrition. She works um, at companies like Sweat and Tonic, Equinox Fitness Clubs. She represents brands like City Shred and Rep Your Universe. She is honestly such an amazing person with such a diverse portfolio, and I absolutely love what she brings to the table with regards to health, wellness, fitness, and all the things. I am so excited. You guys are going to absolutely love. This episode. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Beautiful Life podcast. I'm V, the host of The Crazy Beautiful Life, and happy Monday. I'm so excited that y'all are here. You guys know Mondays are my favorite days of the week, and this Monday is extra special because we are joined by a wonderful, badass, just amazing person, Odetta Casa.
1: Hi. I don't know what I'm supposed to say hi. I've, I've never done a podcast before. So That's just okay. Just me in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hi, guys. I'm so excited you're here, Odetta. And for those of you wondering, we are doing this remotely. So if the audio is not what you're used to, then just deal with it. We have to practice social distancing. <laughs> of course. So, Odetta is going to be amazing, first of all. Um, I could listen to you talk for literally ever, like, even during our online classes. Like, one of the girls in our... It's perfect. It's amazing. One of the girls in our online class was like, um, she said to you, you should do a podcast because you have, like, the best podcast voice. (laughs) I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah. You know what's funny?
0: She's not the first person who said that to me,
1: or she's not the first person who said do a podcast or... Um, I've heard do a meditation, I've heard ASMR, someone told me to do ASMR.
0: Oh my God, Um, yeah.
1: I didn't realize my voice was good for that, but hey, if this is a new avenue I should look into, um, these followers, listeners of the podcast, let (laughs) me know, should I do an ASMR video on YouTube? If you enjoy my voice, yeah. shout out.
0: I would listen Um. to it, especially if it was a meditation (laughs) one.
1: Well, it's perfect because I talk a lot. I'm a chatterbox, so I... You know, if people like hearing
0: it and I like talking, it's just a win-win. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> the <podcasts are> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, Odetta and I are going to be discussing all things fitness, health, wellness. Um, but something really unique about this episode is that Odetta is actually educated, experienced, informed, motivating, inspiring, all the things. And I know that a lot of people are sort of getting on the health and fitness train lately. Um, you maybe spend a lot of time being sedentary during quarantine, which is fine. Um, but I know a lot of people are like wanting to up their game because summer's coming and all of those sorts of things. Um, and I think it's important that we actually discuss like legitimate information that is backed by science, backed by research, um, and all of those sorts of things. As you guys know, I did Odetta's uh, 30 day total body transformation during the month of May, and I posted my transformation photos on my Instagram a lot of you guys had a lot of questions. First thing I can say is it was amazing. Um, But Odetta, who is here today, is the woman behind it all. So we're definitely going to talk about the program at some point. But we have a lot of other bases that we need to cover first. So if you're ready to feel motivated and inspired about health and wellness and all the things, keep listening to this episode because we're going to get into it all. Yay! So excited. I know, me too. So, Adela, one of the things um, that I really like about you and why I think you resonated so closely with the crazy beautiful life is because you do live a crazy beautiful life. You're always on the go. Um, So, do you want to give us like a little intro to who you are and what makes your life so crazy?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Every time someone asks me the, who are you question, I just freeze. (laughs) I don't know who am I and I have a moment. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, I love this podcast. I've heard some of your episodes. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it it sounds like the girl next door, like your best friend, just like, I, 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 I love your podcast. I'm really excited to be here first and foremost. Um, Secondly, uh, hello to all your listeners. Uh, I'm Odetta. I am a group fitness instructor, uh, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and health and wellness influencer based in Toronto, uh, Canada. So I live in the city, and uh, B lives outside the city, which is why we're doing this on Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I know we'll get into a little bit more about my background and story later, but to answer your question about what makes my life uh, crazy and beautiful, I think what makes it crazy and beautiful is the different phases of growth that I find myself in. It's the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and how everything in the end always seems to work together. Um, Be, I know you know this, but for your followers, I believe in like a higher energy or the energy of the universe. There's something beyond us um, that, you know, through these ups and downs, even though we go through hard times, At the end of the road or at the end of the day, it's all for a reason. It's all for a purpose. So I kind of use that as my drive into navigating those highs and lows. Um, And I know it sounds really cliche, but I think life is way too short for us to not go after our wildest dreams or to make as much of an impact on this planet for however long we get to be here. So this constant changing in my life only happens because I drive it in that direction because I want to do more, see more, be more. So every day I'm like, how can I be better? How can I do more? And yeah, I kind of make it a crazy, beautiful life. It isn't one, but I make it out to be one. And I think that's all you can do at the end of the day. Right.
0: Yeah. And something I'm actually curious to know is maybe pre-quarantine or even now, what does sort of a week in your life look like? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> in quarantine, <laughs> I feel like for most of us, it's changed day to day, right?
1: Yeah. Or week to week. So it's definitely had its phases, ups and downs in quarantine. But um, I am a creature of nature. I do like routine. And I find that My routine is something that grounds me. Um, Whenever I get stressed or overwhelmed, I come back to certain practices or habits that I have instilled that work for me personally. Um, So I guess on average, let me give you a quick rundown of my day. I wake up super early, (laughs) um, like 5 or 6 a.m. Yeah, I I love the mornings. Um, It's just my time for my meditation, my reflection, um, my cup of coffee. So the morning is spent doing my morning rituals. Um, then I try to be as active as I can first thing in the morning. So I go out for a walk or bike ride or work out in the morning, um, eat a breakfast. Then my afternoon is dedicated to work. So whether that's teaching classes, filming in studio, doing work on my computer, the afternoon is kind of grind time, couple time. times. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get outside a little bit later in the day again in the evening. And then I wind down at night do all my nightly routines, which is, you know, reading, cooking, Netflix, whatever my heart mm-hmm. desires. But every day there's always something active in there. I'm always moving. Um, there's always cooking involved. I love to cook. There's always delicious, nutritious food. Um, and there's always a little bit of work in there hmm <laughs> you have to throw that in there
0: yeah and on average like how many classes would you say you teach a week
1: so i'm currently teaching 10 across a couple of different modalities so i do oh some on instagram live yeah some on zoom um some i'm filming in studio for sweat on demand which is an online fitness platform i'm sure we'll get to it later but i am yeah i'm busy uh, i teach a lot But I think that I'm used to it at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done it for so long, and my body is used to being active all the time that it's just a part of my everyday. Um, So it sounds like a lot, and sometimes it can be a lot, but it's it's really fun, and I wouldn't want to be spending
0: my days doing anything else, really. Wow. So can you tell us sort of the journey from – how did you, like, get into the health and fitness world? How did you go from – you know, being someone outside of the community to being someone teaching ten classes a week. That's just crazy to me. <laughs>
1: oh my God. It it actually blows my mind too. Um but it's it's a funny story. I, I think that my background is is one of those things that I was talking about earlier, how everything connects and everything happens for a reason. Um and that's how I truly know that what I'm doing right now is kind of my purpose because everything that I have done in my life has led me to where I am today. So without talking too much, because I could go on for hours about the details. But um, overall, I was a multi-sport athlete growing up as a kid, so I played everything from basketball to volleyball, cheerleading, dance. I just I loved being active and moving and taking up space. Um, but I lifted weights for the first time when I was 16 years old and in a gym class. I remember um, I had a gym teacher who inspired me a lot. She was a female, and um, she was so motivating and and, and driven and she she's the first one to kinda introduce me to to the gym and weights and Mm -hmm. I instantly fell in love with the challenge, the drive physical and mental aspects of lifting weights and personal fitness. So I started to dive heavily into that and then I would go to the gym most days after school. This is in high school. Um and this was around the time that bodybuilding was really popular on social media. Yeah. So any fitness enthusiast, I kind of got my first taste into, I guess you could say mainstream fitness or social media fitness by looking at these females competing in bodybuilding and bikini competitions. Um, So my training in the gym was very bro-like. It was like chest and triceps, back and biceps, legs, legs, squats, deadlifts, all the fun stuff. Um, But it wasn't until I studied kinesiology at university which is where I met you. Cause yeah. That's the, that's the <laughs> we
0: program. forgot to say that. <laughs> of you
1: don't know. Yeah. For those who do want to like give a little quick rundown, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where V and I met. We went to university together and studied kinesiology. So, yeah, it wasn't until that program that I gained a deeper appreciation and understanding for the human body and movement. And it wasn't until university that I realized how much misinformation I had gone and how much I, thought I knew but I didn't Mm -hmm. um so throughout university I dove really heavily into academia and studied everything from biomechanics and I mean nutrition you know Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then I would take everything I learned in class and I would kind of experiment with my own body in the gym different programs different diets in the kitchen um, because I kind of wanted to close the gap in between academia and this mainstream fitness I was like how can we get all of this information out there and make it applicable and accessible so i started experimenting with myself um, into how how it works what results you get et cetera et cetera um all right so uh and then in my last year of university i got an opportunity to audition for an instructor job at a boxing inspired fitness studio that was opening up in toronto and I never really thought about being a group fitness instructor, like I was more so into personal training and coaching, it was more my style, but I tried it out anyways, Um, I had no prior boxing experience, but I was very enthusiastic, energetic, I had a fitness background, Um, so I did what I could. I ended up getting it, uh, which was mind blowing to me, and that was kind of the catalyst into um, my group fitness life and I learned boxing because of it and I learned I learned so much from that experience and that is kind of what introduced me to the group fitness community in Toronto and um, yeah the rest is kind of history. I started diving myself into that, graduated school um, and now I work primarily with Sweat & Tonic which is a studio again in Toronto and um, yeah very very busy with them doing So many different things, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. One thing led to another and everything kind of perfectly aligned and that is why I do what I do now. Yeah. Who knows where it will go from here.
0: And you're also starting, correct me if I'm wrong, but sort of your own little online thing too, which I think is going to be something really impactful.
1: Yeah. So it's funny, but um, I was actually, I'm a big believer in manifestations and vision boards and the law of attraction and all that. Me too. Me too. Um, We we could totally do another podcast. (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I think that would be super fun. Um, Just another topic I could talk about for hours, but um, yeah, I'm a big believer in those. And I actually started thinking about having my own online business or having my own uh, projects since I was maybe 16, 17 years old. And, It was just an idea. You know, you're a kid. You're like, oh, I wish I could one day do this and this. And I had people I admired and looked up to. And I just wanted to develop a platform for myself where I can help as many people as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was something that I envisioned years ago. And I felt like all the years leading up to the launch of this program that I launched in May was my what I like to call research phase where I was just soaking up everything like a sponge. I was learning, I was practicing, I was experimenting, I was networking. And it wasn't until May of this year that I finally felt ready. I was like, okay, I think I've collected enough information that I can somewhat coherently put it into something. Yeah. And that is, that is why that started. So this has been a a very long-term journey, um, And I definitely have goals set in mind, but I'm also very go with the flow. So whatever opportunity comes my way, I grab it and and make use of it to Mm -hmm. my advantage.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think I also got into health and fitness around the same time, and it was gym class in high school. It was grade Ah, 10, and I took the gym class. In grade 9 you take like normal gym class and then in grade 10 I took like weight room gym class and you're yes, just in yes, the weight room man. every day and we had to like design our own program and I remember I had a friend in that class mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he listens to the podcast his name's Landon um and Landon. <laughs> Landon and I were so tight and like we would take gym selfies and like we used to always say like we were going to hit full stack like in like you know where you it's put the exciting. pins yeah, oh, it yeah. was really fun. It's so
1: exciting. It's so exciting. Um, yeah, that was my first taste into it too. And tell me, doesn't this blow your mind how you and I both kind of just fell in love with fitness and personal, um, personal fitness around the same time? Tenth grade, maybe 15, 16, Except ninth grade is the last year that they make it mandatory for kids to take gym class. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, but tell me how that sounds logical when so many people lost their opportunity. True. Got such a healthy, productive um,
0: platform. Yeah.
1: Right. I just never understood why gym ended at ninth grade. I I know there are a lot of kids, you know, in elementary school who weren't weren't a fan of gym it was like their least favorite class, but physical activity is lifelong. It's, it's, it it doesn't just end in ninth grade. So, I mean, I went off on a tangent there, but something that definitely bugs me about the school system is the fact that physical activity is mandatory all 12
0: years. Yeah, I totally agree. And even like that, that weight room class, we had so much autonomy. Like it was no longer like, I'm going to (laughs) divide you into teams and we're playing this today. It was You're designing your own program. It needs to have, like, these elements. And when you show up each day, like, you have the autonomy to do what you want to do. And I feel like everybody needs to experience that and experiment with so much autonomy because it's so important. Of course, especially in the realm of fitness, too. There are so many ways to be physically active.
1: Like, when someone tells me they don't like working out, I'm like, you're telling me you don't like any form of movement at all even walking Mm -hmm. right you just have to find what works for you but to do that you have to experiment and you have to play and and by depriving yourself of the opportunity to go into a weight room which is a intimidating environment to begin with but depriving yourself of the opportunity to go in there maybe with a friend like you and Landon did and make Mm -hmm. it a fun experience as you experiment and play it's just it's a shame I really think um I really think so much, so much good can come from personal fitness.
0: Yeah. And for me, so from like grade 10 and doing that class, and then I played rugby all through high school. I played other sports too. I played soccer, volleyball. I did figure skating. I don't even remember everything that I did. I think I did cross country, which I find it really hard to believe now.
1: Same, I, girl, I did everything. I don't even remember. The <laughs> yeah. And then like, let me try everything.
0: Yeah. And then I got to uni. I, as you know, I played varsity all five years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a lot of like, all of our workouts in the gym were sort of planned for us. Um, and I've definitely been through a lot of really high highs and really low lows throughout my fitness journey where, you know, I would say after first year, I had like broken up with a boyfriend. I was like, I'm going to get so hot and yeah, I'm going to get like, skinny. Body. Exactly. <laughs> and at that time, my, my relationship with fitness was totally shite. And then I would say yeah. in the last like year during my fifth year, I've gone through like a total transformation because my body just started rejecting me. I'm talking like shin splints, low back pain. Um, my, I have an anterior pelvic tilt. um, just so many things where I was like, why am I so injured? Why am I so immobile? Why are all these things happening? And then I was just kind of like, I hate fitness. Or sometimes fitness for me was like, the only reason that I need to be active is that I so that I can, you know, hit harder, run faster, um, like be better on the field. And it was never really for enjoyment it was it was systematic it was you need to lift this much you need to run this fast you need to do this so that when you step out onto the field you are this type of athlete and I sort of lost that like enjoyment so for me fitness has definitely not always been something that's positive and I wanted to understand maybe if it's been that way for you
1: well did it yeah Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Fitness, I mean, fitness, health, wellness, that whole realm is like anything else in life. It has its ups and downs, like mm-hmm. I mentioned before. Um, and it's the journey. It's, it's learning through the ups and downs that gives you the results. It's not the one steady platform itself or one steady state, right? Yeah. So, no, my relationship with fitness has not been positive. Um As I mentioned before, as a kid, I loved it because it was innate and natural to me. I didn't think about it in terms of fitness or health and wellness. I moved and I played sports and I ran and jumped because it felt good Mm -hmm. and because it made me happy, Um, which, you know, when you're a kid, most of your hobbies are because they make you happy and they give you joy. And I think that as we get older, we lose that um we definitely lose that so as i got older and the external pressures pressures that come with being a female in north american society uh yeah. caught up to me so i started caring a lot more about how i looked and how much i weighed and um it was a very it was all about how i looked at that time and and i was already so susceptible i was 14 15 maybe even younger mm-hmm. um so long story short, my relationship with fitness and nutrition quickly took a turn for the worst, and it became really obsessive, controlling, and within a few months, it was life-threatening um, because I ended up developing an eating disorder that landed me in an inpatient treatment program for two months. And wow. I remember missing a big chunk of school, and I spent Christmas in the hospital that year, New Year's. Um, so it was a very emotional, emotional time, and... I think, you know, I reflect back a lot because that is one of the most significant moments of my life so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I mentioned, most girls, like most girls are susceptible to mass media and other people's opinions of me. And obviously we want to all fit in and be liked. And and that desire plus my innate type A, anxiety prone, perfectionist personality, plus the intense interest I had with Fitness and nutrition at the time, but like it wasn't a good combo. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I began using fitness as a way to punish myself, as a means to an end to to lose weight. Not, it was no longer something I did because it made me feel good or it made me feel happier. It was always like, um, how many calories did I burn? How many calories did I eat? How much weight did I lose? How many inches did I lose? It it, it was a lot and um yeah it didn't take long to regain the weight but to this day I'm still you know working through the psychological repercussions of that experience and Mm -hmm. anyone who has suffered with an eating disorder or even disordered behaviors or disordered eating knows that the patterns and thoughts and behaviors never truly go away you just learn over time how to gain control of them Mm -hmm. um so Yeah, it's it's this experience to me that is why I made it one of the pillars in my training and coaching. To fight against diet culture, to properly educate and to let people know, especially women, that they can take up space and they can lift heavy weights and gain muscle and be not bigger, just take up more space and like own the natural body that you've been given because some people are naturally skinny some people gain more muscle and it's like the moment you accept that and you start building from the foundation of your body instead of trying to mold yourself into what you think you should look like that is when true health and fitness starts that is when your fitness journey starts like the true sustainable long-term results it's starting with accepting the body that you've been given right and owning its strengths and working its weaknesses not anybody else's Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's kind of that experience that was kind of the the trigger point for me and, and and after that I I dove into relearning fitness and relearning health and wellness in a different way not in the you know bro chest and triceps calories like macro counting body fat percentage way but more of like how does fitness make me feel like how can I use it to be a better person how can I use it to challenge myself like I I dove into yoga um a couple months after I got released from the hospital and that was you know another significant pillar in my life but because I started uh, yoga that I, I started harnessing this you know this, this relationship with your own body. yeah. Um, and then the rest is history. everything I did after that was coming from this place of how do I feel rather than how do I walk?
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people have experienced, a time in their life when maybe or maybe they're experiencing it now, um, when maybe their relationship with fitness wasn't the greatest. And I think that turns a lot of people away from incorporating physical activity, health, wellness, low intensity, moderate intensity, all the things. Um, and maybe it was a bad coach. Maybe it was a bad, a bad experience, you know, growing up as a young athlete. Maybe you don't like working out. Maybe you've never liked working out. Maybe it's, it's hard for you. You don't enjoy it. Or maybe you view it as a type of punishment. Like I'm sure you remember talking in our undergrad about how, um, a lot of coaches use cardio as punishment. And then because coaches use cardio as punishment, people grow up with a horrible relationship with cardio and with running and with, you know, running, um, intervals like across the field or things like that. Um, And like the best thing I can say, especially from your story is like your ability to rehabilitate your relationship with food, health, wellness, fitness, all of those things, you're able to rehabilitate them and everyone has the ability to do that. Some people require additional help, but just because you've had a poor relationship with food or exercise or something like that, it doesn't mean you have to continue to have that poor relationship.
1: Oh, 100%. It's, I mean, the thing is when it comes down to it, fitness, nutrition, health, and wellness, it comes down to fundamental habits and behaviors, right? Because when you say fitness, it's an overarching term, but what encompasses fitness is your daily habits, patterns, thoughts, um, what you say, what you do every day. Yeah. And just like you can develop a bad habit, you can also unlearn a bad habit and you can learn a new one. Mm-hmm. And it's those baby steps that really make um, the long-term change it's identifying where your bad habits start and how you can switch them into healthier ones Um, and I think that is where the miscommunication lies people believe that you know being involved in, in fitness And health and wellness means making drastic changes overnight, or I have to go on this diet and cut this many calories. But it's not like that. And it doesn't have to be like that. And I think that's what stops people. Um, I think that's what stops people is this idea that you have to make drastic changes when it's literally just small daily switches. And those switches can be whatever you decide, whatever fits best in your life. So I think that, if we get that message across, if we get the message that, hey, starting a fitness journey or taking care of your health and wellness can start from one tiny step, then I think it, it'll it change people's um, ideas or, or mindsets about, okay, maybe maybe I can do this because it's just one step. Yeah. And then the next, and then the next, and then
0: the next. Right. And especially online right now, like with TikTok and All of those things. There's so much misinformation. Like right before we started, I was scrolling through TikTok and there was someone giving this ridiculous idea of how to get abs. And there's just a lot of people on TikTok promoting what is potentially disordered eating. TikTok also adheres to a younger population, which is really problematic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like on Instagram and everything right now, you know, with the gym still being closed and all those things, everyone is looking online for programs for people to help them for, you know, instructors and all those things. And there's people who I see on my feed all the time and who I just, it really, really bothers me are these coaches, lifestyle coaches, um, fitness coaches, but they don't have the sort of education that they need. Like, Health and wellness is so important. It's not just mm-hmm. I'm gonna do these push-ups, I'm gonna eat this food. Like these types of things have long term implications. Harming yourself now could have potentially long term implications, especially for women. So I just I keep seeing online all this misinformation, all these people who don't necessarily know what they're talking about, don't have a basic understanding of nutrition, physiology, anatomy, biomechanics. Um, And I find it really, really troublesome. And I think that people need to start paying attention to who they're getting their information from and view it with a more critical lens so for the listeners um right now who are thinking i kind of want to improve my health and fitness and i'm going to go online and do this where would you tell them to start considering the amount of misinformation that's online
1: Ooh, wow that was a lot um, yeah okay well so first <laughs> i don't have tiktok let's start there i refuse to download tiktok um i'm thinking about it though because I am aware that TikTok from a uh, very negative diet culture. Uh, yeah. I have seen some videos and it is problematic knowing that there are preteens and teens on there. And honestly, a big reason as to why I even developed my eating disorder was because I was on social media. At the time, I was on a Tumblr a lot, if you mm-hmm. remember Tumblr back I in do. the day. And I would do the same thing that people on tiktok and instagram are doing now i get misinformation from people who don't know what they're talking about who are just sharing their personal experiences that lead to disordered behaviors and eating so if so for the followers who want to improve their health and fitness i'm going to break it down very simply for you very 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 first thing you need to do is clean up your social media feed um it's not even like fitness-related, but to start your fitness journey, you need to be in a good mindset and a good headspace um, because people think fitness is is physical, and it is, but to get through it in the mental game. Um, I always say fitness is a mental game with physical results, so if you're not in the right headspace mindset when you start, um, there is more uh, potential for setbacks. So clean up your social media feed, Um, like you were saying, just start being a little bit more mindful to the content you're consuming and where you're getting your information from. Um, You know, I always say having a fit body or a good body doesn't mean you know how to help other people get Mm -hmm. a fit body or a good body. Like just because you're healthy doesn't mean you have the knowledge to help someone else else get healthy and you know sharing information like hey guys i just tried this like awesome recipe that's great like share the information about health and wellness but it begins problematic when you're seeing people on your feed that are making you feel jealous you're constantly comparing yourself um instead of providing education or accessible content they're kind of using it as a form of vanity or to gain money or exposure um start to pay attention to these things on on what they're selling and where that's coming from, if it's coming from a genuine place or not. And a good place is credentials. Mm-hmm. Are they even a trainer? You know, they're selling meal plans. Are they a registered dietitian? Are they a nutrition coach? Do they even know how to help you along your goals? It's it just, I've seen so many, negative situations play out because of fitness influencers like this um mm-hmm. so yeah very first place just clean out your feet at, like when you scroll down your feet it should only contain content that should make you feel good inspires you educates you makes you laugh etc etc um and then the next thing and I, I know that this is something you wanted to touch on as well but start looking at your health and wellness from a holistic lens yeah um so for those of you um who don't know what holistic means or what the word holistic means it's the definition is the understanding of individual parts of a whole and their interconnectedness to a whole so i often preach about holistic living or holistic health and wellness and that means not only taking care of your physical health but also taking care of your emotional mental and spiritual health because the body works as a unit and Everything affects each other, what you eat, how you move, what you say, who you hang out with, mm-hmm. the daily practices, you have, the content you consume on Instagram, that all plays in. Um, and I know this is a lot of information that I'm pouring out right now, but a simple way to start is by writing down one thing in each of those four categories that you want to focus on maybe it's a weekly focus maybe it's a monthly focus or a daily one so for example physical would be like this week I'm going to go run three times mm-hmm. that's it that's your goal for physical mental this week I'm going to spend 15 minutes before bed to read like no phone just read stuff like that emotional call my mom or my best friend and spiritual meditate in the morning little little tiny habits like that and you know if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like how is calling my mom going to help me lose 10 pounds um well first your mom would appreciate that so call your mom (laughs) um and second of all it'll help you lose those pounds or help you with your health and wellness because you know mental or emotional or spiritual stress manifests physically so i've had clients in the past Come up to me saying, you know, I'm doing the program, I'm eating well, but I my weight's not moving, or I look exactly the same. Why? And I'm like, first of all, take a deep breath. You're <laughs> really, really stressed. So if the body is under stress, and stress can be physical stress, emotional stress, mental stress, or spiritual stress, if the body is under stress under one of those four pillars or more. Um, it will manifest itself physically. You're not going to lose last ten pounds. You're not going to achieve the results you want or you're not going to get the performance you want because your body is is threatened with stress. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, start there. Start looking at your body and your health and wellness from every different lens and see how can I contribute to each of those pillars and how can I contribute to a more holistic, health? What is one step I can take physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually that will make today better than yesterday? That will make me feel better today than I did yesterday?
0: Mm-hmm. Those little
1: steps, right? But yeah, right. clean up your social media feed. Start with that first. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes beyond the word fitness. That goes right into health, total and complete Health and wellness because it's so much more than the way that you look. It's so much more than how much you can bench press, how much you can squat. It really is about all of the systems working together and knowing that if you're not addressing the mind, it's going to hinder the physical
1: body. Yeah,
0: it's oh, it's just crazy.
1: And I think that I think that more people are starting to understand this too. Um, yeah. If you know the information you're seeing on Instagram or podcast, you're listening to more and more people are starting to talk about holistic health and wellness, and they're starting to talk about these different pillars and modalities you can take to approach your wellness because it's been proven time and time and time again, even scientifically down to studies. When you put yourself in a place of deprivation or of extreme control or excessive control or a state of stress. Nothing really good can come out of that. You know, fitness or exercise in and of itself is stress. You're already putting stress on your body. I call it the good stress, the time you need to grow. Mm-hmm. But if you put too much on it, right? The body's a system, yin and yang. It needs its high intensity, slow intensity, activity, and its rest. Um, and I'm so happy that people are starting to talk more about it. I'm so happy that holistic wellness is becoming mainstream. Mm -hmm. this is this is starting point you know this these conversations
0: Mm -hmm. so with each of those pillars um if we could just sort of briefly touch upon what you do for them so like what with physical what is your approach to in a nutshell to physical wellness okay um
1: physical physical wellness means to me um well taking care of anything physical so first of all daily movement um whether that's high intensity or low intensity whether it's an hour workout lifting weights or going for a walk um every single day i'm moving i'm doing something right um and most importantly i'm doing something that's fun i found pillars i like things i enjoy um so whether it's yeah yoga, lifting weights, running, I switch it up constantly um, based on what my body needs. Some days my body wants to run 10 kilometers. Sometimes it just needs a little yin yoga, right. a little less. So, um, yeah, physical, you know, daily movement, whole foods. Um, just focus on whole foods, nutrient-dense foods, fruits, vegetables. I don't follow diets. I don't recommend diets. I've never once given clients meal plans or told them to follow a diet, um, because food goes beyond the physical, right? It's also most emotional, mental, and spiritual. It is, right. it's pleasure, it's art. It's having a relationship with food is very much like the relationship you have with yourself and your body. It needs to come from a positive place. So, honoring honoring your body, giving it the nutrient-dense food that needs the greens, the colorful vegetables keeping um the heavy processed foods off your table um yeah so those are some things physically you know movement and whole foods right your emotional mental health uh can come from well stress management Mm
0: -hmm. finding
1: something that de-stresses you for me it's um my meditation sessions. um daily gratitude, writing down three things you're grateful for every morning, um, and making time in the day for things that give you joy. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but as a kid, we do this all the time, right? The things we do as kids are the things that naturally make us happy. And as kids, I mean, as adults, we're working all the time, or we try to turn our hobby into a side hustle. A hobby doesn't have to be a side hustle. A hobby can just be something that makes you happy. Um, So finding time in the day, whether it's five minutes or an hour, doing something that is not related to work, not related to productivity, just something that makes you happy. Painting, dancing, singing, um, creating, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that kind of touches emotional, mental, spiritual. And a huge part is the people you surround yourself with. Definitely. System, your environment, right? If you're constantly surrounded with negative people, people who are putting themselves down or others, you will fully start to do the same. Um, so a great place to start with that is you are a combination of the five people that you spend the most time with. So take a second to write down the five people you talk to or spend the most time with, and then maybe start to think, do these five people align with the lifestyle I want to live? Do these people align with the, where I want to go in the
0: future? And Okay, so I love um, the four pillars that you talk about, and I think that they're left out a lot. Like, I'm doing a program right now, um, and it's just physical, yeah. which is fine if, if that's all that that person can you know, sort of speak to, and maybe they, they aren't able to address those other things. Maybe they don't have the the right education to address those other things. That's fine. Cause I'm, I'm loving the physical thing. Um, but I think if I didn't do your program first, then I wouldn't continue to be including the emotional, mental, and spiritual things. And I know a lot of people think that like the spiritual side of health and wellness isn't, backed by science. Um, And that's just a total lie, because it is. We know about cortisol, we know about hormones, we know about the stress response in the body. And incorporating those things um, into your health and wellness is so, so, so important. So I personally love how your program addresses these four things. And it's not just like mentioned, you know, it's not just like, you should meditate. It's like meditation is part of this program. And when I first started your program, I was like, Oh, this is this is cool. Like we're, we're actually going to meditate like fun. And you know, yoga is part of it. Journaling is part of your program. It's so, so, so much more than just do these exercises for this many reps. Um, And a lot of programs are missing that. I would say majority <laughs> don't have the total and complete inclusiveness um that yours does, so I mean, I loved <laughs> your program as you know i I had a great time, and that's also coming from someone who has been doing been in into health and fitness and wellness since grade ten that's coming from someone who we took the same undergrad, you know, we both did kinesiology and we both went our different routes, um, with that, but we have a lot of similar, not, not the same by any means. We have a lot of similar tools in our toolkit and I still loved your program.
1: Wow. Um, I was saying first and foremost, thank you for participating in the program. Like it was so, it made me so happy to have a familiar face.
0: Uh um,
1: we Me, to a, a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, I think well to touch on something that you said earlier in the beginning of your little your little segue into this topic, um, spirituality is kind of taboo, and I know this. Um, it is something like holistic health and wellness that is talked about a little bit more now than it used to because people are understanding the the powers of it. But you know, if if that's still too taboo for you, if you don't even want to involve yourself, you don't have to even say the word spirituality, you can just say mindset or personal growth, because mm-hmm. everything I talk about in the program related to spirituality is just um, using tools to be a little bit more self-aware and a little bit more mindful and a little bit more understanding of yourself, your body and your mind and how it relates to those around you. That is literally what spirituality means. It's, it's, it means Having tools under your belt or practice um, of how to harness your own self awareness and your own mindfulness. And, you know, both of those things we touched upon in the program a lot mm-hmm. was mindfulness and self awareness. So, yeah, you know, creating a program like this has always been on my bucket list, but all I saw out there over the years was fitness programs, which is fantastic. You know, you have your gym fitness programs you have your at-home fitness programs your post-pregnancy it's wonderful and i've seen some great ones out there and i've seen some not some great ones out there definitely but you know when i was coming up with the idea of this um program i wanted to fill in the gaps of what i saw in the industry um And so the very first thing I did before I even put my opinion into it is I asked my followers on Instagram a series of questions related to their health and wellness, um, including fitness, nutrition, emotional state and mindset. And the result I got back aligned with a lot of the problems and difficulties that my previous clients have faced. And a lot of what would not be covered with a regular fitness program so I was like okay here are the gaps so you know during quarantine and and, and during this time where we have been socially isolated and distancing I asked everybody what are you struggling most with at, at this time and some of the things that were were here were highlighted they said motivation routine overeating and anxiety hmm so a fitness program wouldn't may cover the motivation aspect, but it wouldn't really cover anything else. And then I asked them, I said, what would help you feel more connected to yourself during this time? And some people said a structured fitness program. Some people said journaling and goal setting. And some people said accountability Um, because that's huge when starting a fitness journey, right, having yeah. and help. And then I also asked them about meditating, and I said, do you meditate, yes or no, and what do you struggle with? Um, and it's usually concentration, setting time aside for it, or getting bored. So I, I took all of this information and I saw an overwhelmingly increased need for a structured program that goes beyond just fitness. Mm-hmm. And one where you can learn to develop these fundamental habits that you can carry on with you throughout your whole life for sustainable health and wellness rather than just. Do the 60-day program, achieve the body of your dreams, but then gain all that weight back because you'll go right back to your normal living after the program is done. My program highlights how you can work with you and your body and you and your lifestyle and find the tools and habits that work for you and give you the results that you need so that you can keep it going beyond 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I created it. Um, I, I saw the gap. I wanted to fill it in, and and I went into it. You know, I said it's not perfect. It's my first one. We're just gonna we're just gonna go for it, and it exceeded my expectations. Um, the feedback that I got from it, the testimonials I got from it, it made me feel so incredible knowing that I impacted so many people in such a positive way. Um, you know, majority of the participants, if not all of them, saw a physical change. They felt a mental change. They felt better. And yeah. That was the point. They felt better. They felt more confident. Um they were looking beyond my program after they finished it for more. They were like, I wanna learn more. I want to try weightlifting. I want to try boxing I want to and and that's how I knew I was onto something yeah because I changed their mindset and I tapped into more than just their body I I feel like I tapped into people's minds and and really tapped into their hearts and and helped help them work with their body
0: definitely um
1: I coached them through it right I wasn't like a military boot camp like do this 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 Mm-hmm. My approach is client centered. It is it is about you, and I'm only here to guide you along the way. Um, and yeah, yeah, this program was everything that 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 I hoped it would be, and more. Um, so now I'm just kind of developing from there and seeing what else can I do. Yeah. How many people can I help? You know.
0: And something I noticed like right yeah. away um, when I started your program was I could clearly see the incorporation of many of the science-based things that we learned during our undergrad. I could clearly see, like, she pulled this from this class. She pulled this from this professor. Um, And I think that's so important because this program is created by a person who understands physiology understands muscle, physiology, anatomy, biomechanics, nutrition, all the things. So I think it's really important if you just want to mention um all of the credentials that you have so that we can tell the listeners like this program is the real deal.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um I realize I forgot to mention it in the beginning, but like I said, I was freed when people asked me this,
0: who are you? question
1: number. Oh my God. I only know my name. Uh, <laughs> But yeah so you know as B and I mentioned um, before we both graduated from the University of Toronto with a bachelor's in kinesiology so that is kind of my first um, standpoint for academia um, I shortly after became a certified personal trainer through the National Strength and Conditioning Association um, and then I quickly from there built up my fitness portfolio to include um, boxing yoga Pilates and indoor cycling Um, so I actually completed my 200 hour yoga teacher training in India, uh, last year. And I continuously promote Eastern wellness practices like breath work and mindfulness in my coaching methods, um, which is why it's so important to me. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I'm also a level one certified nutrition coach through precision nutrition. Um, so I do very much. And. Even with all of those, I'm still constantly continuing my education and, and, and staying on track with the latest um, research and information out there so that I can put them in my program and, again, close that gap between academia and accessible um, information for the general public. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in my program, it is packed up by science for sure, um, works for you, for your body, Um And really dives into those practices and wellnesses beyond the physical, um, like meditation, like journaling, goal setting, um, nutritional practices, everything that will help you lead not only a healthier lifestyle, but a sustainable, healthy lifestyle.
0: Yeah. And who would benefit from your program? What type of person are we sort of looking at changing here
1: so for this program i really wanted to target as many people as i could i wanted to target what you would call the general population Mm -hmm. so whether this is someone who is just starting their fitness journey has never picked up a weight before or is a pro athlete um you know as as you know b i did the program with you yeah so you know, kind of different from what you normally see out there is as a coach, I went through the program with you, I did all the workouts, I did all the meditation sessions, all the journaling sessions, because I wanted to experience it from my end as well. And it worked as well for me, having years, years in the fitness industry. It worked just as well for me as it did for participants who this is their first time doing anything like this. Yeah. So essentially, this program um, is for anyone who wants to challenge themselves, like straightforward, anyone who wants to commit to taking ownership of their health, if you want to create a structure and a you know a routine in your life, um, and, you know, hitting those pillars, anyone looking to, obviously, develop strength, learn fundamentals of strength training, decrease stress, lose fat, all of that fun stuff, so, Beginner to advanced, male or female. Um, this is a program that will teach you the fundamentals and help you understand why the fundamentals are so important. And and you can use this program as the foundation. To whatever else you decide to choose after the 30 days you have all the knowledge you have all the tools underneath your belt you have the program you can come back to at any time um so i just think it's a very good starting place for a lot of people to you know finally get rid of all the fluff that they see on social media and try something that will give them the results yeah and that- motivate them to take care of themselves and take care of
0: their health Mm -hmm. and i know that the launch so when i did the program it was kind of like your test run right um and the launch of the ebook is coming soon so if people are interested in this and if they don't want to miss out on the launch which is coming very very soon where can they find you
1: so my instagram is the best place at the moment for current updates class schedules, and uh, release of programs and coaching services. So my Instagram handle is just my first name and last name, so at Odetta Casa. Um, I am working on a website soon that will kind of filter everything in and will also include a blog component so that I can continue releasing all of this accessible information that I extract from uh, academia. Mm-hmm. As of right now, Instagram is the best place to not only keep updated, but also reach out to me. Um, you know, my DMs are always open. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you're not sure if the program is right for you, um, I'm always open to answering any uh, any questions about that. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I am an intru- instructor at Sweat and Tonic. So in the meantime, while I'm releasing you know my ebooks and my programs, you can work out with me, whether in person or virtually through sweat and tonic, um, you know, everything from 60 minute zoom workout classes to Instagram wise, to workouts in the park, which we just started, mm-hmm. um, in the city. So definitely stay updated with sweat and tonics, uh, Instagram as well. Um, because I'm most active there. Yeah. So Instagram for the time being, until I get a TikTok, and <laughs>
0: you,
1: will, you will definitely, uh, You'll definitely hear about that if it
0: happens. (laughs) Um, I also have some questions uh, just that I put in the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group from some of my followers. So first question for you is, what is the best way to stay accountable slash committed to fitness? I have started several different workout slash fitness apps and programs, but have had a hard time staying committed. I do well for the first week or two, but then my muscles get sore or life gets in the way and I just find myself going days or weeks without working out.
1: Oof. I mean, that is probably one of the most common problems that people have with Starting or either continuing their fitness journey. It's tough. It, it, it's not easy. Um, fitness in and of itself is a challenge, and the commitment to stick with it is even more challenging. So um, it's all about coming back to that mindset and coming back to your foundation. So the very first thing I would say is find your support system. Find your accountability. So if you're having a hard time sticking to something by yourself, Ask a friend if they want to do a program with you um you know, grab a friend and do my my thirty day program and 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 really help each other commit to it because I found that when I launched the program um that was one of the the things that gave everybody the most results is the fact that we had each other to stay accountable and during those hard times when life gets in the way when you get too busy, you reach out to your your accountability buddy and being like, Hey, I'm so stressed today. I don't know if I want to work out and you have them and they have you. And it's that support that is really long-term. Um, but you know, easier than finding oh, a, a friend to do a program with you is try a fitness class yeah. like doing a, you know, one instructor's class every week, get to know them, get to know the instructors, have the instructor hold you accountable so that then they say all right i'll see you in class next week right b mm-hmm. you know it's finding your people it's finding your tribe fitness is individual but it's so much more fun with other people um, so find find your tribe find your your fit fam
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Like the best way to stay accountable is one, a program. I've never been a program girl. I've always just gone to the gym or even during the beginning of quarantine, um, just doing workouts at home, random workouts, whatever. I was sort of feeling that day. Yeah, I would say find a program and definitely find some friends. Like after your program, I was like, I need – people like I need like we were on zoom like so many days of the week and I could see everyone there and then I was like frig like what next and I'm actually doing a program now with a group of friends and we just FaceTime and we do the workouts on FaceTime it keeps me super accountable the days where like our schedules don't really align we like send selfies in the group chat of us like completing the workouts and being all sweaty so accountability with friends
1: program and accountability um but at the end of the day um if you are really struggling it's that coach or personal trainer that will help you it is it is taking that accountability to the next level right Mm -hmm. so like oh i just want to try a program by myself and you're like shoot can't motivate myself past week one let me try it with a with a friend and then you're like shoot not even my friend's keeping me accountable for two weeks maybe that's um when you have to think about hiring a coach and someone who it's it's their job to walk you every step of the way through the hard times through the setbacks um so there are so so many ways to there are so many ways for you to be involved in fitness you just have to try out try out different things whether yeah. it's a whether it's a fitness program a class or a friend just keep trying till you find the one thing that
0: sticks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. The second question is, what is the best thing or stretches or anything to do for sore muscles?
1: Ooh, so this is like <laughs> the number one question that you guys ask me. Like after every workout, someone after class would ask me, like, I'm so sore. What do I do? So much so that that is actually one of my frequently asked questions in the <laughs> ebook. Like I made a whole page. One frequently asked questions, and one of them was that um sore muscles, okay, well, the very first thing I want to put out there because it's a big pet peeve of mine um soreness doesn't equate to a good workout let me just let me just say that from the get go if you're sore, it doesn't necessarily mean you got an intense workout, so if you're doing you know fitness classes that absolutely kill you, you might be feeling great, but you might not get the long term results you're looking for so don't worry too much about soreness. I talk about it in my ebook as well. But if you are, and chances are you will be if you start a new program, um, because your body's being challenged. Uh, number one, take a, an Epsom salt bath. Magnesium salts, pure magnesium salts, not the ones that have you know added colors or dyes. Just 100% pure salt. Put two scoops of uh, two cups of the salts in warm or hot water. Take a 20-minute bath. The magnesium sinks into your into your body, into your muscles, relaxes them. Right after that, go foam roll. Foam rolling will be your best friend when starting a fitness program. So your muscles are relaxed from the salts. You can get into the deep tissue massages with the foam rolling, ball rolling. Um, And then any sort of general stretching. So whether it's yoga or specific stretches that you have that you like to do, because your muscles are relaxed from the salts and stretched out from the foam rolling, you can get deeper into the stretch. That plus a very, very good night's sleep. Um, so those are kind of my, my tools and tips and tricks I use when I'm very sore. Um, salts, foam rolling, and a good night's sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Another question, which is the last one, is I want to get into health and fitness and start taking my health seriously, but I feel ashamed and so out of shape that I don't know where to start. What would you suggest?
1: Oh, no. Okay. Um, not knowing where to start. I feel like we've touched on that. A lot. Um, very first thing I think I would say to you, just because of the way that I think this person asked the question. Mm-hmm. Um, first reach out to someone so find that person find that friend or maybe um, someone you admire or look up to on Instagram whether it's a coach or or someone in your community and share these feelings and frustrations with because again I mentioned it before starting a program if you're in a negative or a, a fearful or an insecure mindset or space will make it that much more challenging so very first thing Find that friend, talk to them, or if you're not very extroverted, not very social, journal. Set a timer, five to 10 minutes, journal. What is it that you're scared about related to your fitness journey? What is it um, that you wanna get out of it? What are your goals? What do you think will hold you back? Just like brainstorm and write without a filter and see what comes up for you. That is where you start, right? So let's remove the fear. Let's, let's write down our goals, get our mindset on what we want to do. And then from there, explore and find the modalities, like we mentioned, that work for you, whether it's a program, a class, a, a coach. Um, yeah, so yeah, starting from that place uh, within yourself, saying that, like, okay, this is scary. It's something I've never done before. It's going to be hard, but I'm prepared for it. I accept the challenge. Let's go. That's awesome. Right. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I feel like we have covered so, so, so much.
1: A lot of things to the point that I don't even know what else to talk about. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's unheard of, please.
0: So thank you so, so, so much. I just, I think it's really important that we do have more meaningful content out there. We do have more people who know what they're talking about, putting things out there, um, sort of deterring from a lot of the misinformation online um, and talking about those four pillars. I think they're so, so, so important and I think that they go overlooked a lot. So I really appreciate you opening up, sharing your story, telling us about your crazy, beautiful life, telling us about the 30 day transformation because you guys, it's freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, just thank you so much. I'm so excited for your launch. I'm, I'm really, 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 truly excited for you. Thank you.
1: Well, again, thank you so much for having me. This was really, really fun and just getting an hour or however however long it's been, probably more. Um, But just to talk about it and talk about all these things that I'm so, so passionate about. um, It's just, I feel so grateful to have even the platform and the opportunity to do what I do and to share all these incredible things I've learned. And yeah, I think I'm just constantly looking for how I can help as many people as I can. With their journeys and how I can prevent, you know, all of the hardships that I went through. Um, we can skip the hardship part. I'll just take you straight through to the happiness and the results. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, thank you again for having me and for giving me the platform and opportunity to to chat. And for all your all your listeners, um, just stay updated. Ebook is coming it's coming out soon. It probably will be launched by the time this airs. Now that I think about it. So uh, if you're interested, you know where to find
0: me, you know where to go.
1: Um, And hopefully, yeah, I'll get to uh, meet some of your listeners or get to know some of your
0: listeners a little bit better. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Obviously, we had a wee bit of technical difficulties throughout the recording of the episode, but that's just what happens when you are recording remotely. But regardless, it doesn't take away from the quality of the content of this episode. And I truly hope you enjoyed it. You guys, Odetta is unstoppable and you absolutely need to try her 30 day transformation. I hope you like this episode. And if you want me to do more episodes with Odetta in the future, maybe about mindfulness, meditation, yoga, spirituality, whatever it may be, just let me know. Check out the show notes where you can find all of the links to Odetta's feed as well as my feeds and take care. I'll see y'all soon. Bye.